So you can take like these words or whatever, take these ideas, take this music and be like, okay, well, you haven't heard our music in this genre, like with this kind of voice, you know, you're just sort of like moving things around and then presenting it to people. And they're like, oh, I haven't seen something like that in that light. In order to do that, you have to be like really aware of like the the palette that you're painting with. You know, you have to be like be as self-aware as, as possible, especially like when, you know, like one of the the colors that you're you're painting with is like you you're the artist and like it's your voice so if you put something out and you have this perception of like how it's going to be received and then it isn't perceived that way then you have to sort of like reassess whether or not you're actually like maybe i got it all wrong like maybe i don't fit into the world in the way that i thought that i did and having to reconcile like what your perception is versus reality it's like a really scary thing to do and sometimes that sort of is what keeps me from putting my music out because i'm like well if i got this wrong then that means that the way i've been thinking about this is totally wrong and that means that i have to reassess my entire worldview. when life gives you lemons what do you do with them over here at the squeeze We We talk talk about it. Oh, there it is. Oh, my goodness. They are ready for the holidays. Hello, everyone. (laughs) What an intro. We have both dogs in the studio today. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, you are seeing the girls in their Christmas sweaters. Remy is in a cute little knitted rainbow sweater and lily is in a beautiful red sweater yeah i think they look great and they're both sitting on these little chairs but we are thankful you are here yes happy more energy more passion more passion <laughs> that's been like your go your go-to yeah it's good one-liner fill-in i feel like the past couple of weeks you're a little late to the trend but it's okay oh we are coming close yeah to the end of the year here yeah Pretty, which means I gotta put this Christmas tree, Christmas tree away. Try saying Christmas tree three Christmas times. Christmas tree away here soon. <laughs> no, we we still we still got a couple more weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna milk it as long as we can. Yeah, we got a we got a fun episode today. Yeah, another another person that I have been a big fan of. Yeah, both of us. Uh, we are honored to have Alec Benjamin in the studio, and woot 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 woot. And we just kind of dove into like a lot of different topics with him. Uh, he was kind of on the same mission as us of wanting to end the stigma around mental health. Talk about it more. Uh, you know, we need to be treating our brain like we do any other organ in our body. Uh, and he firmly believes that as well. But we just kind of dove into, you know, about his music, about him. He struggles with ADD and OCD. And we just kind of talked about what that looks like on a day to day for him, how it can help him, how it doesn't help him um, in his career. But it was just a really interesting conversation. I think it's the first time we've dove like really into OCD. Yeah. Right. We kind of talked about it with Charlie when she was here, but we didn't dive into it like we did. Yeah. I mean, it's a a real thing for him. Yeah. On a daily basis. It really affects his life. Yeah. And I mean, he openly talks about that. And we were super excited because when our team was talking to his before this, they were like, he's very excited to come on. He loves the show and he wants to talk about, you know, this stuff that he, he about his life, what he yeah. deals with on an everyday basis. So it was it was cool to have him come on and it opened my eyes to things that I didn't even know. Yeah. And such a such an inspiration. You know, if you're listening and you do struggle with OCD or, you know, ADD, whatever, 
he's just very relatable. And it's really encouraging to see someone that, you know, has built this amazing career and, you know, has done so well for himself. And, you know, these things still, he still struggles with these things. And I feel like that's an inspiration in people like to not let that define you and let that hold you back in what you want to do because he has truly been able to accomplish a lot. He is so talented. Oh my goodness. If you haven't listened to his music, you need to. He has a new song out that we dove into. He sounds very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I love a lot of his music, but yeah, his song that came out a couple days ago, I sent my therapist to therapy. Yep. So good. Um, so check it out. But before you do that, let's hop into this uh, conversation. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Thank you for being here on the squeeze today. We are very excited. Thank you for having me. Course, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be course. here. Okay. We we kick off each episode with um a segment called Citrus Got Real. Okay. And it's a fun little segment where there are random questions, very random, in that lemon jar. So if you wouldn't mind pulling one. Let's see. Pancakes or waffles? I like pancakes better than waffles, but I suppose it depends on it depends on like where I'm going for them, who's yeah. making them. But I'm I'd be you, happy with but either. She'll, she'll disagree. Your, do you have a preference? I don't know if I would disagree. Really? You're a waffle girl. I just feel like when you're out somewhere that you don't know, a waffle is a safer bet than a pancake. Really? Yeah. Huh. Susie's nodding because she <laughs> agrees. She agrees. <laughs> I feel like it's hard to mess up a pancake, no? But a waffle, you can just put like whipped cream and syrup on and it's fine and like add a couple berries on it. I feel like a pancake. You can just douse a freaking pancake in maple syrup and it'll be great. We can agree to disagree on that. Okay. Okay. Anyways, this isn't about us. It's about no, you. No, I, I, uh, I feel like I'm cool with either. Yeah. Okay. Don't yeah, I'm not like a big breakfast. breakfast. I'm, I'm not, not a either. big breakfast person. Same. Um, But sometimes I, I am. Yeah, yeah. Taylor's it's very rare for me. Taylor doesn't like breakfast. That was hard when we first started dating because I, I like wake up hungry. Yeah, I'm like ready to eat when I wake up, and Taylor is the I complete opposite. So like noon, I won't start feeling hungry. So if she's wanting to go somewhere for breakfast, I'm like, what time does your lunch menu start? Yeah, I'm that guy. You're like a, you're like a good brunch place where there's happy medium. Yeah, should I should I grab another question or how Ooh, does it work? Do it. Sure. Or, do yeah. you, let's or, do one more. Is that not how it works? Is that not? We, it's that's gonna be how it works today. If you could be any organ in the body, oh. which one would you be and why? Oh, man. Wow. That's a... That's a Which lot one of... would I be? Jeez. Well, I feel like I kind of am my brain, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's the organ that is, like, where I personally reside. Yeah. Like you could replace, like, a lot of different parts of me, but yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't, like, really change who I am fundamentally. But I feel yeah. like the one thing you can't, like, do it brain transplant and yeah. be the same person so yeah. i guess that would be my brain but sometimes i'm not sometimes i don't like my brain but sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that's i guess what i would be what about you guys i know i wouldn't be my stomach because i have gut issues so i would you not sure be do. i would not be anything in that region that is true maybe my brain actually i don't think i would want to be my brain probably my heart what because your brain's like yeah. this. Yeah, it hurts me sometimes. All over the place? It hurts yeah. you? Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to say heart, but... Yeah, you're a heart guy. Okay. You, rub, you get that vibe. From, from from the, you know, minimal amount I know about you, I would definitely say that brain suits you. Oh, I appreciate for it. For sure. Thank you. Well, <laughs> that makes I'm sense. maybe 
I get. I think it does. I think it does suit me. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes. I love it. Hey, we'll go with that. Pancakes and brains. Pancake. Oh gosh. Okay. Well. Anyways. Um. Let's dive in. Obviously, we were kind of talking before that we are excited to have you because we have been fans of your music truly for oh, thank you. a long time. Um, so when the email came in and it had your name at the top, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is fun. Yeah. Um, Sweet. And we've been we've just like been re-listening to all your stuff. Um, yeah. And even like this morning, I was sending Taylor screenshots and I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot, I forgot about, about like Jesus, Jesus in, LA. in L.A. Yeah. All right. Love that Sweet. song. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Um, so many of yours over yeah. the years that we've just loved. Oh, uh, that's that's. um. That's nice of you to say. It's cool. Makes me feel good. <laughs> oh. Makes me, yeah, makes me feel really good. I appreciate that. You yeah. should. But we're also excited because I feel like we have the same, you know, love for mental health and just kind of like eliminating the stigma that surrounds it, uh, which you share a lot in your music, which we can like dive into a little later. But before all of that, you know, as fans of your work and of your artistry, like we'd love to just kind of know like where your like love for music began like how long have you been doing it just you know kind of where it started i think it started in high school okay yeah i didn't really have anything that like defined me and um kind of like looking for something and uh started listening to i don't know i was listening to a lot of heavy metal at the time a lot of my friends were all of a sudden, I've become, like, very aware of, like, my hands. And then, like, I'm like, man, maybe I need to drink water. Like, maybe my mouth is dry. Where did I where did I fall in love with music? I don't know. I, oh, well, there's, I think it was a culmination of a lot of different things. Um, but it was, like, I didn't have anything that really defined me. Um, I started listening. I started going from, like, the heavy metal music I was listening to to listening to, like, Jason Mraz and John Mayer yeah. and kind of listening to like those lyrics and and that really resonated with me and then there was a girl that I liked who she was like oh it's like isn't it so like hot when like guys play guitar and I was like mom I need a guitar you know? <laughs> and then and then I went to summer camp and they all played music there and so I was like okay well maybe I should learn how to play music and then I kind of just fell into it and when I look back at my life I'm like oh all those things like I guess it was kind of obvious that that's where I was headed, but it wasn't obvious to me at the time. Right. Um, there yeah. was never, I was never like, I do remember one of my teachers being like, oh, you know, well, maybe Alec over here one day will decide like he wants to be a musician. I was like, nah, dude, there's no <laughs> way, you know? Um, I don't remember what the question was, but I'm like so nervous right now. I'm like, <laughs> and then before you were like, oh, you're pretty funny. And then I was like, no, now, the now I have high. to be funny. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Right? And then when and this question came up and it was like pancakes or waffles, I'm like, say, think of something funny. Think of something funny. You're going to let everyone down if you're not funny. We're so let down. And in my head, I'm like, your mouth is dry. You need to drink water. So something, as you guys know, that has been a huge part of my mental health journey taylor's mental health journey journeys as individuals and as a couple has been therapy amen and that is why i am so excited to share our next sponsor with you guys which is cerebral cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 online You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love that Cerebral is 100% online because that means you have no excuse. You have to go. Yeah. Like, There's no, oh, I don't have time to go drive. It's too long of a drive. No, you can do it on your lunch break. 
You can do it before work, after work, and it's honestly just it's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient and they have great therapists. Yeah. And it's it'll just keep you accountable too. So we highly, highly encourage that you guys check out Cerebral because therapy has just done wonders for us. And we know it'll do the same for you. To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners 15% off their first month of online therapy, Mm -hmm. medication, or both. Get started at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code THESQUEEZE to make 2024 your best year yet. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L.com slash podcast and use code THESQUEEZE. Offer is only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. Get going on that therapy. I am fascinated by this, though. You didn't start playing music before high school? Well, my parents tried to get me to play music when I was like well, three or four. When I, when I lived in New York, we had a piano and they were like, oh, you have to like learn how to play an instrument. I remember my sister was learning how to play violin. How could I forget? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. God. It haunts my dreams. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm if if anyone kind of like, I feel like the only reason why I'll learn how to do something is if they're, I have to start like with a purpose. And so when they were like telling me to play piano, even though it was like a cool thing to learn how to play piano, I was like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really have a like a reason to learn how to do music. Um, I have to start with a goal. Yeah. I suppose like I had a few different goals, but the one at the time was like impress this girl, you know? It's like, yeah. okay, how do I do that? I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to like learn how to play guitar, you know? Yeah. And she also was like, oh, isn't it like so cool when guys wear like, you know, dicky shorts and vans? And I was like, mom, I need to go to <laughs> the store. I need those. And I need a guitar stat. Quick you know? learner. <laughs> but I was lucky enough to have, um, parents who were supportive of that endeavor mm-hmm. and were like yeah like let's go let's get a guitar did and they come from music no okay um but my grandma um didn't play music either but she had a piano <laughs> and that like stayed in my family yeah but i found out that on my mom's side one of my like great uncles or something was like a famous like poet of some sort mm. yeah so maybe that that's on brand yeah, maybe that has, and I read his poetry and some of the meter, I'm like, mm, that's like kind of the same way I think about things. And I don't think that that's a coincidence. Yeah. So shout, shout, shouts out, you know. <laughs> to, great uncle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but, um, you know, look, I don't know if music runs in my family, but yeah. It's been going, yeah, o- maybe. Been going okay for you the last. But probably some of the <laughs> other things that I've inherited have run in my family. So, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we love having artists and musicians on because I think mental health isn't something that is talked about enough in that world, yet in my brain from, I mean, so many different aspects of your life, it just makes so much sense. It's like from, you know, spilling your heart out songwriting to what life looks like touring on the daily and just what that lifestyle looks like, I would think that mental health would be, you know, a huge component to their, your lives. Um, so we love just, we, we love, we've had, you know, a few artists on before and it's, we've always had, you know, incredible conversations. So 
we're super excited to have you for that as well. Yeah, I guess it it plays a big part of my life. Um, but I think sometimes like mental unhealth plays like a big part of my life. Like the touring is like definitely like a strain on on my brain. Yeah. And um also I think like one of the biggest struggles for me in terms of like one of the, one of the biggest struggles is just like being on social media and yeah. constantly like being connected to the world and yeah. and all that stuff. And and I feel like one of the I guess like what what you are, at least like what I feel like I am and like what my life is, is like the story I tell myself that it is. And that's mm -hmm. like always constantly being tested by the sensory input that you're getting from social media. Yeah, and you outside. constantly have to like yeah. reassess like who you are in relation to the world around you and the world yeah. around you changes so rapidly. Yeah. And I think that like that's always very, oh, you know, you have this perception in your head of like, this is the person that I am and this is how I feel about the world. And then you get so much information coming in at you all the time. You're like, you have to constantly reassess and be like, is this who I am? Am I who I think I am? And yeah. do I really feel this way? And that that can be very challenging. And it, and it and it makes it hard to focus on the things that I feel like, yes, mental health is it's everything. Right. It's just like yeah. part of your health. It is just it, it is health. It, your brain yeah. is a part of your body. I personally kind of think that like, you know, I don't know. I think people think about like mental health as like a separate thing and that yeah. your brain is an organ, just like all yeah. the other organs yeah. in your body. Yeah. And yeah. so I suppose like your consciousness is just like an emergent property of like whatever functions your brain is performing. Um, yeah. And, you know, all of those things are impacted by like your just your general health. So, yeah, um, I guess like mental health is like it's always it's very important. It's important. <laughs> Guys, it's important. <laughs> but you're right. that It's it's normal. Like we we care about our general health, you know, on the daily. We our care about health, our, our heart health, our physical health. Like yeah. that's just normal aspects of life. So why is your mental health any different than you know, making sure you get your run in in the morning or, you know. Take your cholesterol pill. I don't know. I think it's a hard thing for people to grapple with because they want to feel like they have agency over the way that they feel. And so mm -hmm. like accepting the fact that like their mental health is sort of the same thing as their physical health is is hard for them because then they have to also accept the fact that like, you know, the way that they feel is not always necessarily like they yeah. can't control it. Yeah. Um. But uh, I suppose there are conscious things that you can do to like, you know, you can eating better and like having better habits and stuff like that. But I think it's like it is it's it's hard. There's this like taboo around it because like people think that like your feelings are separate from everything else. And I feel like they're a part of, of everything. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose it's more of like an existential thing. Yeah. You know? Was there like a moment in time, you know, or generally that you can remember? Um, where you became aware of your mental health and was like, I need to like prioritize this. Like, I feel like I'm still trying to prioritize for it. For sure. Yeah. Um, With, yeah. Was there a moment in time where there was a moment in time where I realized that like the way that I felt, I didn't really have as much control over like the way that I felt as I thought yeah. I did. And I had like this whole existential crisis. Like I made an, I made after my first album, I made another album and that <laughs> album was a lot about like my mental health and realizing like, wait, I don't control any of these things. Like, where's my free will? But yeah. maybe that was like where I started to realize like, oh, I need to start like taking care of myself. I didn't, I thought that I guess like a lot of my, like, my pursuits in music and stuff is like a lot of that was to try and fill a hole or whatever. And maybe I always felt inadequate or I wanted to like achieve a certain thing or like have a hit song or whatever. And then I would feel better. And then, I kind of had some of that stuff. And then I think a lot of my struggles were complicated 
by that. I think it made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Were you like, did you, I guess, like for me, I never personally struggled with my mental health until like COVID, like we talked about. Was your mental health something that was addressed prior to you having a music career? Like growing up, did you encounter that at a young age? Has it always been a part of your life or when did it kind of first make its appearance? Hmm. Yeah. I guess when I was like little, I couldn't like focus in school. So, but I remember I had, um, I had like in, in kindergarten, like first grade, I like was, I was, I think I was held back or I was in like this special class and I came home and I told my mom, I was like, mom, like I'm in this special class. Like, and my sister goes, that class is for dummies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I guess like I couldn't really focus. Um, and yeah. so that, that be, that was like an issue for me yeah. early yeah. on. Um, I don't know, maybe those are like the first sort of, that's like the first, uh, yeah. experience I had with, with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to cool. answer the question. I made my sister look bad, though. Now I feel bad. She's going to be like, first you talk about my violin playing. Then right. like, oh, you my sister's amazing. Um, she's the best. Um, and actually one of the people that helps me most with, like, I don't know, my mental health Getting struggles, through. I suppose. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I suppose, I, I don't know if, like, my first, like, experience, that was, like, my first experience with mental health. And I don't know if that's, like, means that, but like my like the way that I see the world or like the way that I focus and stuff is like like indicative of like mental unhealth. But I think that like the way that my brain is was structured is not necessarily like set up for the way that society is set up in terms of like. Yeah. So I guess like you know, yeah, it's wired differently. Yeah, I guess having to deal with like having to reconcile like the fact that my brain works like slightly differently than like the way that things were set up was like a source of mental. Mm-hmm. on health because like I, I, having to go to school in the mornings um and like wake up at a certain time and like yeah. follow the routine that was like given to me um was not necessarily like how I function and so that was a source of a lot of like depression because I had to wake up every day and do things that didn't necessarily feel natural to me and learn in a way that wasn't natural to me like yeah. I'm an auditory person I'm not a visual mm-hmm. person and so having to like read to get all of my information mm-hmm. like I like to listen to podcasts and I like to listen to music yeah um and so um, I think music was actually the first thing that I could do that allowed me to gave me the freedom and the autonomy to learn the way that I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that like, I don't know, although like my pursuits of music has also been like the source of a lot of like mental health struggles. Um, I think it was like the first time where I could like sort of take control and learn the way that I wanted to learn. But I guess like, I guess my first struggles were in school because I was like, oh, my brain like doesn't work this way and yeah. trying to fit like trying to like structure my life around that was yeah. really really hard and yeah. um and I still find I still struggle with a lot of that stuff but yeah that was like my first big like uh-oh like this is not this yeah. doesn't work what's going on here yeah yeah, yeah. we kind of touched on it earlier how like your like your second album and like your songwriting is kind of like your outlet to like you know explaining your brain and you're just so vulnerable and like honest with your lyrics was that like scary at all for you to do or was it like like what was that like process of you like you know sharing that side of yourself like with the world I don't really know how to like be any other way like with my Mm -hmm. words um well I'm trying to relate it to what I was saying before Mm -hmm. let me think Hmm. I would Um, be terrified I mean, 
I've always been like a very private person. And, uh, you know, in the last few years, I've started opening up more and felt more comfortable, you know, letting people into, you know, the deeper side of me, Mm. Um, you know, when so much of your life like is in the spotlight. I would just like automatically go like this and just try and always, you know, put on the happy face and, you know, I want life to come across like, you know, it's perfect. Um, And your vulnerability and your songwriting from the very beginning is just commendable because it's like, it's like, I I wouldn't be able to do that, but it's super cool. Well, I think I felt like misunderstood, I suppose, Mm -hmm. like, because when I was trying to, I guess a lot of it started with school where I was like, Oh, it like didn't work for me and like the way that I the way that I'm oriented it's just obviously like it didn't really jive with the way that things were set up and then I think like I thought like my teachers or maybe like they were like oh he maybe he's stupid or maybe he he's like he's lazy or maybe he can't focus maybe he doesn't care yeah. he has this apathetic a- attitude and I think like my music was like the first place where I could be like no like that's not who I am like this is who I really am and so like getting to put like my the way that I feel in, into like my songs, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel yeah. understood. So when people mm-hmm. hear the words and like, oh, I relate to that or oh, I get it. I feel like it's my chance to like explain to people like, no, no, that's not. No, you thought this about me, but like this is who I this is who I actually am. I love that. So I like I like doing it. I like I like being honest and and I actually feel more I feel most uncomfortable when I, you know, am maybe singing words that aren't necessarily like true to me. One of the, one of the things that I started doing when I um, was learning how to play music, cause I learned how to play music off of YouTube. So at the time, like, you know, YouTube covers were big and stuff and people were yeah. like getting, like making big YouTube channels off of singing other people's songs, which yeah. is awesome. And I tried that um, and it just didn't feel right for me. Cause I was like, I didn't write these words, you know? Yeah. So, cause I didn't start out writing songs. I started out like singing at first, and then I was like, well, I feel like it would feel more natural if I were seeing something that I wrote. I think that, by the way, those like YouTube videos is what my brother-in-law started sending me mm. of you. Okay. Like, originally. Okay. It was, yeah, it was it was a while ago. Okay, then that's a long time ago. <laughs> I started out, I remember like I posted in high school. This never made it to YouTube. It was just Facebook video. I was singing like Ayaz, you know, that mel- shawty is like yeah. a melody. And I did that on my, of course. yeah, I deleted that like a long time ago. <laughs> Dang shit. That was like so embarrassing. Let's pull it up. <laughs> but, you um, can find it somewhere on the internet. <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not sure of it. It's not anywhere like, you won't I've be able to find it. Google yeah. search possible. No, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Dang it. That's so funny. That's such a like unique outlook. I love like I love that that you just like feel comfortable doing that. I well, I just don't think that I guess like m- music for me is like I just I I guess like that's just now I'm like unearthing all all of these like feelings inside of me that I haven't <laughs> thought about, but um I guess I just feel like people didn't really understand me and yeah. I always kind of felt like I needed to prove myself like oh you don't get it you know and so yeah. I would try I'm trying to write songs and do all that stuff so that I can put that out in the world so that I'll feel like people understand me you know yeah and maybe that's unhealthy because maybe I should just be content you know maybe people do understand as well maybe I don't understand myself but <laughs> it's like my attempt of being like hey like this is like this is who I am I just want people to know who I am yeah so that's why I think like that's why I like to write lyrics. Lyrics are like the most important part for me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I was going to say that I, you kind of made, 
kind of answered it, but you know, songwriting definitely seems like a good like outlet for you just to like write, <laughs> write it can, in your brain. Yeah, it can be. It also can be painful too to like make songs mm. because also they also have to be like commercially viable as well. And like yeah. that can be like a whole other finding thing. that like balance. Yeah. But I don't know. Have you ever have you guys ever written songs? Um, no, 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 no songwriting. When when you're when you're acting, does that does that feel like does it kind of give you the same release? Like, yeah, it. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, yeah, dep- depending on the role. But yeah, definitely. There's times where playing a certain role allows me to, you know, explore areas of myself that maybe I wouldn't be comfortable doing otherwise. Mm. Um, and, you know. Te- and teaches myself something about me that I didn't even know. Um, so maybe that's, yeah. But uh, musically, I am as untalented as it comes. Mm, wow. Tay can probably attest have, to that. Have, do, you, do you make music? I don't make music. I danced my whole life, so I okay. like, love music. But yeah, Taylor can't count an eight count to save his life. But yeah. that was that was a struggle when know. we first started dating. Know. I used to ask her when we started dating, I used to ask her, like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? And you know what her answer always was? Mm. She hasn't said it in a while. But for, like, the first three years of us dating, it was, I want singing lessons. I'm like, okay. what? Did you I ever, did you ever do them? No, he never got me them. I, <laughs> I was mad at him for I a always thought years. she was kidding. And I just, I just decided to let it go. I mean, I... No, I'm not looking to become the next freaking pop star, but I <laughs> just could. I just love know. music. Like okay. music is like definitely I mean, music and dance has been such a way for me to express myself and an outlet like all like my life growing up. And what's I, your what's like what what's your favorite kind of music to listen to? Oh like, gosh. Who's your favorite artist? I don't even know. I'm kind of all over the place. It just depends on my mood. Okay. Like what I'm Yeah, but you yeah, you love like a moody somewhat sad song that you can like you'd be doing like a I know a guy I know a guy, you, know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to crawl in you know a hole in a dark room and see just... but I can listen to those and be like wow like it could go either way it could be like some people like hear like emotional like depth songs or like honest songs and are like wow like you know this is like not breakup music but like you know, the sad rainy music and that's like something I'm like singing in the car like I that I like just enjoy listening to like in a in a mood like yeah. in my normal life yeah but um but no i'm not looking to to become a pop star i was just okay. it was just it was just something that i wanted to because i was gonna set you up with a singing coach here i could i <laughs> i could teach you how to sing if you want <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't end well i have i have surprised myself sometimes i'll like sing words into this mic and we'll hear it back and we're like oh you're like, oh damn, that's oh, pretty yeah. good. No, sometimes we'll be in the <laughs> car. There. We'll be in the car and you'll hit a note. And I'll be like, I did theater as a kid. It's fine. No, it went away when I hit puberty. I feel like that still <laughs> changes something in girls, and it went out the window. Like, stop talking about my singing. I'm sweating now. <laughs> you have publicly shared uh, about having OCD and mm-hmm. struggling with it. What What does that look like on a day to day basis for you? Um, well, I think that it's hard for me sometimes to let things go. So that could be difficult, especially like, or if I like, I I fixate on things too. 
Um, and sometimes I find that it's actually like a great Obsessed, tool for me yeah. because when I'm learning how to play, when I learned how to play guitar, I got like super obsessed with it, you know? So I was just like yeah. locked myself in my room for three months, you know? And just like, I was like, I have to learn how to play, you know? And everyone was like, oh, you can't, you shouldn't, you should get a teacher. You should like, no, nah, I'm gonna, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Then there are times where there are things that, mistakes that I've made and I perseverate and I right. try to play over in my head like, oh, I could have done this differently. Or I could have done that differently. And that's not very helpful. Yeah. Um, and then I have like weird like habits, you know, like sometimes I have to check to make sure I lock the door like a certain way, you know, I'll wake up in the middle. I'm like, oh, I didn't do it. You know, and it's like, yeah, um, yeah. so that that can be challenging. I yeah. just think I overthink things and yeah, I just play through different scenarios in my head over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. it's not helpful. So that can be challenging for me. So I'm trying to figure out ways I can kind yeah. of move past that. Yeah. Would you say there's any common misconceptions um, about OCD that people assume? Well, I don't really have like a super deep understanding of OCD, like in the broader sense and how it impacts different people. Yeah. So, yeah, just I can't really say. Um, so I can't answer that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just what it looks know. like for your life. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm not like an expert on any of these things either. Too. So like I just we aren't like, either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we we definitely. I mean, that's that's our biggest thing. It's like obviously, you know, we're not doctors. We don't know. You know the actual science behind these things but you know we've we all three of us are just sharing our personal experiences and i feel like that goes a long way for people you know people who have ocd like hearing your experience with it is a lot more relatable and people feel heard hearing that than you know an explanation of the science behind it from a doctor that doesn't like make them feel heard i know it never does anything for me like i barely understand what they're saying i'm like Give it to me in layman's terms and how what it looks like in your life so I can find out how it relates to me. Yeah. So your your input at (laughs) all of the above is great and is very appreciated because I know our I know our listeners are loving this episode. Yeah. Already. Um something I do know that has been important to you, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, and has definitely been important to me on my mental health journey is exercise mm-hmm. um like i you know i it's, it's just super simple like sometimes if i don't start my day or don't incorporate that into my day for you know a week because i get lazy and it's not you know the thought of doing it isn't fun i will notice that i'm i'm having a rougher week yeah Do, is that the yeah, same for, for sure you? And it's hard for me to like, I'm not like a very regimented person. Yeah. So it's really difficult for me to like keep those routines. But I feel like trying mm-hmm. to force myself to have a routine and to exercise and to like make my bed and brush my teeth and do all of those yeah. just like basic maintenance things are like really, really important for me to like yeah. keep my brain in, in, in check. I think one of the things that like my OCD will do um, is that like, you know, when I find one thing to fixate on, it becomes like the most important thing and so then like all of the other things kind of fall to the wayside yeah and um that that has like a sort of a downstream effect of like impacting my routine which ultimately impacts like just sort of like my my mood and everything like that so yeah that is it does help like exercising and stuff and like eating right but i struggle with with keeping keeping that in check it's like a pretty hard thing for me to do same yeah he definitely keeps me like in line with that because i mean obviously as we talked about dancing, like working out, that was my outlet for so long. And then when I stopped dancing, 
um, it's been it's been hard for me to like find that love of like exercise again. Um, I don't know if there's like a wall up there. Or can you like, not dance anymore? I mean, I can, but it's it's definitely harder. As, I'm a terrible dancer. It's been hard for me to get back into like enjoying exercise, and Taylor is really good at like keeping me. I wouldn't say I enjoy it. I enjoy how I feel afterwards. Yeah, but you're really good at keeping me accountable because yeah. I would just like sit like on my computer and work, or like sit and organize something all day if I could, and like not move. But Taylor's very good at being like. Okay, we're gonna go now. What do you mean, like sit and like organize? What What do you mean? Anything? She does love organizing. I have a lot of things that need organizing. Organizing brings me a lot. You need of something joy. to do. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll like wake up in the morning. She's like, "Okay, we're gonna. We got a lot of things to tidy up today." I'm like, "What? The house looks perfect." Like, well, I'll make a list. I'm like, "Okay." Meanwhile, already, I wake up like an hour before Taylor ish, maybe a little more, but I'm like oh, this needs to be done. This I'm like a list person because that's just how I've trained my brain to be because I'll forget about things. So I have to make a list and he'll wake up and he's like, morning. I'm like, we have this, 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 and this to do. He's like, can I breathe yeah, for two seconds? Let me open my eyes before gotten, I get your list for the day. I've gotten better. At yeah, it. but I, I will admit a list helps me. Yeah, I know you a, know that. Yeah, a list helps you. So that's why I'm making a list. Uh, but anyways, back to what we were talking about, about exercise. Um, have, has that been like a part of your, I mean, routine, so to say, like with touring, like how do you incorporate that? Or it's really, really hard to do. Yeah. yeah it's when hard. I'm traveling, it's, yeah, I like just like give up on it. I tried on this last tour, we bought some weights and stuff, and then I used those for like two weeks, week and a half, and then it kind of like fell apart. But for the first two weeks, it was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're living on a bus, it's it's really hard to do that. I try, I'm trying to eat better. So like putting like, we changed the riders so that like in the green room, there's like better stuff. But yeah. I, I know okay. that like moving forward, I have to like, at least over this last year, I've, I've put like a, there's like an hour in my schedule um, around 10 a.m. where like I have to exercise, you know, mm -hmm. and I've actually been pretty good at sticking to that, but I've kind of fallen apart in these last few weeks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's hard with like holiday season. I feel like too. Yeah. That's like, it, for sure. and then like, I feel like that's like a lot of it is so. momentum based as well. So if you can like stay in check for like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I've kind of like lost a little bit of steam, but yeah, I know I'm the same way. As soon as I get out of that routine, it's so difficult to get back into it. And I kind of feel like that's where we're at right now. We haven't worked out, out of it. Yeah, we're a little out of it. <laughs> yeah, We've been no, traveling a lot, so we haven't. It's true. Yeah. Tra travel really does mess it up. I mean, yeah. if I was more disciplined than I guess when we were, when we were in every different hotel, if I just woke up earlier to do that, but yeah. Then we don't bring our running shoes and then it's yeah, okay. and then it gets sweaty. Um, I do want to ask this because I was thinking about it. If you're comfortable with answering, um, I feel like with OCD, you need a schedule and ADD, it's hard to have a schedule. Mm. How, how, like a, a routine, how does that like work? It doesn't, okay. it doesn't work for me really well at all, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle with it a lot. Um, but I've been this last year, I haven't really toured so much. So I've been at home, which has been really helpful for me. And I've had like a, a decently consistent schedule, um, which is good for my songwriting because I find it's like it's actually I write, even though some of my songs are a little bit like more melancholy, I actually write 
better songs I feel when I'm happy mm. and I feel like I'm happier when I have a routine and I'm, I'm at home so that's mm. been good so this year I just kind of been sticking to like I, I, I centered most things around my session schedule so I set up like songwriting sessions and then I was like I have to you know that have to be there at one so yeah. I gotta get all these things done before that and that was really good for me yeah so how often do you like write like how often is that like incorporated I wrote like 120 songs 130 songs this last year so like every day almost if I can, wow. um, but not every day because then that would be like 365 songs. <laughs> I could do math a little bit, but like almost. But yeah, I'll pretty much like every day I would be in the studio because some days I'm just like recording or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I try to like keep a schedule on that. And it's funny because like, yeah, I don't know. I I guess. I'm not sure, but yeah, I wrote a lot of songs, so that, that was good for me. And now, yeah, I guess like the mental health struggle now is like sort of like I have to release those songs and then, you know, I have to sort of like post them online and see how they do. And that is can be challenging because you have this perception in your head of like, oh, you're hoping the song will be received a certain way or yeah. you're hoping people will feel like you have, you know, you're like, oh, this is what I think the music is, but you don't really know what it is until it like has a chance to be out there in the universe. And then having to sort of like see that come to life is like a really challenging thing. Yeah. Know? That's like, it's pretty scary. So yeah. I have a lot of anxiety about releasing music. Interesting. Um, which I'm currently dealing with like right now. <laughs> In my head, I'm like freaking out about it. But because I, you know, you work so hard on this thing and then you have to like put it out and then you have people judge it and it's like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then you have to like market it online and yeah. do all that stuff. And yeah. it's just like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I, this is just a curiosity question. Is it? I would think that it would be super challenging if you write that, you know, many songs and your songs you cl clearly care about, like you, each and every one of them, I'm sure. Is it incredibly challenging narrowing that down to the, you know, the small amount compared to that, you know, what's going to be released? Um, yeah, it is really hard because... Um, it's hard to, I want to pick the ones that are the best, you know, yeah. and the ones that resonate with people the most. I think that's like why I'm making the music. And it's hard for me to sort of like, it's hard for me to be objective about the songs. So yeah, it's, it's quite difficult and I don't always yeah. get it right. Um, but, uh, I think like just sort of like I have a few people that I play them for and then I kind of just sort of see what the consensus is. And then I just, you know, yeah, it's hard. I, I and I don't know if I made the right choices either. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, now I'm like, as we're sitting here, I'm like, man, maybe I should have picked a different one for the first single I should have done. Like, that's where a lot of like my struggles are really sort of like, yeah, yeah. Cause I just want, I just want, like I said, like, I just want to be understood, you know? And then like the fear in my head of like not being understood and having picked the wrong thing or having done the wrong thing and then wishing I could have done it a different way. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. And now I'm on like album number four. I guess my first one was like a mixtape, but like, okay, you know, but I guess album number three, four, but it's just like, oh, I'm doing it again. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I <laughs> think people again. are enjoying this. Not yeah. again. Yeah. Well, you're passionate about it. And it's like yeah. your baby. So, you yeah. know. It's hard to share, you know, something that you've worked so hard on, something you love with the world, like just to maybe have them be like, oh, no, we don't like the song. And then that's like a yeah. part of you. Sometimes I don't know if I like love it or not until like I know how other people feel about it, which I think is not necessarily like 
a healthy thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm 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 similar in that way. Yeah. We have a friend that has been um he's a singer songwriter and he's been sitting on an album of his for a long time that he wrote that he hasn't released. So because yeah, of won't release it. Same thing. So we definitely mm. why won't why won't he release it? I think it's a good question. Yeah, that's what we're trying to figure out. But I imagine it's just fear of how it will be perceived or I don't know, because every person he shows the stuff to that every person is like, this is unbelievable. Like, what are you doing? And he's just like so particular about, um, you know, letting it out to the world. So there must be something that's right. just like. I think the thing for me that's like the most challenging, I think like for me, like making art is like when you make art, you're not really like making something. I think like what artists like really are doing is like they're sort of like shifting. They're taking something and they're sort of like changing the context around it so that they can present it to people in a different way. So you can take like Mm -hmm. these words or whatever, take these ideas, take this music and be like, okay, well, you know, you haven't heard a genre like our music in this genre, like with this kind of voice or like, you know, with this, you know, you're just sort of like moving things around and then presenting it to people. And they're like, oh, I haven't seen something like that in that light. And um, in order to do that, you have to be like really aware of like the the palette that you're painting with. You know, you have to be like pretty like you have to be as self-aware as as possible, especially like when, you know, like one of the the colors that you're you're painting with is like you you're the artist and like it's your voice so if you put something out and you have this perception of like how it's going to be received and then it isn't perceived that way then you have to sort of like reassess whether or not you're actually like maybe like maybe i've maybe i got it all wrong like maybe the way that i was looking at the world maybe i don't fit into the world in the way that i thought that i did and having to sort of like shift like having to reconcile like what your perception is versus reality is like a it's like a really scary thing to do and sometimes that sort of is what keeps me from putting my music out because i'm like well if i got this wrong then that means that the way i've been thinking about this is totally wrong and that means that i have to reassess my entire worldview (laughs) and that is like a lot to do you know and so it's like if i you know because like i have this view of myself and like where i fit into like sort of like the cultural pantheon you know um which is like and it's like you know I can, you know, as a person, like, I think if you're a comedian, it's like certain comedians, like they make jokes or whatever. And it's like, they're aware of like, who they are. And some people like they make fun of themselves. But in order to make fun of yourself and have it make sense and be funny, you have to be aware of like, who you are and what things about you are funny. Um, And uh, if you get up on stage, and what you think about you is funny, it's not funny to the audience, then you're like, you have to be like, damn, the way I've been thinking about this for the last like two years and like writing this stand up set is not right. And like, yeah. I don't actually like maybe I'm not living in the world I thought I was living in, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. and um, the way that you the way that you put those things to the test is by like putting your art out in the world and seeing how it's received and seeing how it lives. And if it doesn't live the way that you thought that it was going to, then you've made a serious error. Yeah. And it's like that's like earth shattering, you know, that's yeah. like that's like, oh, Oh, can I curse? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, (laughs) like I was wrong. Like the thing, like my voice doesn't sound the way that I want it to sound. Like, for example, I don't know if I'm explaining it the right way, but like, like Willie Nelson, like doesn't traditionally like have the best voice ever. And if you would have heard, I mean, even like when Neil Young started out, like, you know, they told him that like, you're never going to be, you're never going to be successful on your own. You don't have the right kind of voice, but it doesn't matter like how your voice sounds. It matters. For example, like Mark Hoppus is not like, you know, he's not going to sing an Adele song, but in Blink-182, his voice makes sense. Like, yeah. in that genre, the yeah. voice makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say, but... No, it's fascinating. Well, well I was saying something. <laughs> but, uh, um, 
But uh, yeah, just how anyways. like you're perceived. Yeah, but... you just have to be like you're like man. Maybe I'm not as self aware as I thought I was. Yeah. And then you're like, damn, are all those things I was doing like man? That was pretty embarrassing. Like oh shit. Like I, I thought people thought this about me, and I thought that I was this, but I guess I'm not this. Yeah. And then when you put out the music and you find out, and then it's like I'm afraid to find out. Like if I was right or if I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, and rightfully so. Tough in the world that we're in today. You know. That's, social media and just the access to seeing everybody's opinions right that's like what i think is like the most challenging thing about it it's like you're always kind of like you know and 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 also sometimes it's not always healthy to like kind of see those things happen in real time because sometimes those things have to develop over time and so like you you know in the past maybe you were sort of you didn't have a choice but to sort of like give yourself a minute to find out like how your things were perceived, but now you kind of like get everything in real time. And um, yeah, sometimes getting that feedback immediately is not always necessarily like the most healthy thing. And also sometimes people, it takes people a minute to sort of like discover things and live with it and for the art to like make its way in the world. But yeah. No, very true. Um, Something that is important to us and I know that is also important to you is therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just curious, like when, when did you start going or how long have you been going and what kind of impact uh, has it had on you? I've been going to therapy for, when did I start? Like when I was like 23 and it's been really helpful for me and I've made it like a part of my routine. Uh, and uh, when I miss like sessions and I miss a week or whatever, like it really mm-hmm. has an impact on me. But making sure I found, yeah. found the right person was, was really important. Was yeah. that um, easy for you? Or did finding you the have, right person. Yeah. Or did you have um, to go through? I've, I met a few different people, but um, my dad is a physician, um, which is great. And so he was able to help me find someone who was really good, um, pretty relatively quickly. So for that, I'm, I'm really grateful and I'm pretty lucky. So it didn't take me too long, but it's been, it's been helpful for me to like talk to somebody and, and kind of like work through my problems with someone and have someone like, sometimes, you know, people will point out things to you that, you can't necessarily see when you're so deep in something. So to like tell someone how you're feeling, then have them be like, Oh, you don't see the connection between these two things or. Yeah. That's good. If someone is like, if there's someone listening right now that is like hesitant about going to therapy, like what advice or like encouragement would you give for them? Like to try it? Well, I think that, you know, if you have the means to go, um, and, and you are afraid, um and there's something holding you back and i don't i would say just try it and see see what happens you know i also am aware of the fact that like having the means to go is like it's like a luxury to be able to do these things so i think that it's not even necessarily just you know like talking to a professional um i think like if you are just afraid if you're if you're feeling sort of like anything and you are afraid of just sort of like telling someone or talk, finding a friend or a trusted like adult or whatever like I don't yeah. know I feel like it's good to tell people things yeah talk about your feelings yeah yeah it's, no, it's, impor- it's important it doesn't have yeah. to be in a professional setting like uh, you know I've been talking to a couple friends recently that have started going to therapy and they you know feel like it's they feel like ashamed um, because they feel like that means they've failed. Mm. Like what has gone so wrong that I, you know, have to go do this now. And I just try and encourage them and say, 
therapy and not doesn't even have to be in the professional sense. It can be with your friends, your family, whoever, just, you know, openly talking about your feelings. Therapy and talking about your feelings should be a proactive thing. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean, um, you know, that something's gone wrong. Your life is in shambles. Like it could be the case. Maybe we, we all feel like that sometimes. Um, but it really is just it's it's you should be doing that proactively when everything's going right as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Go go see a therapist. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> well, speaking of, you have a new song out yeah. that we love called I Sent My Therapist a Therapy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So catchy. Thank you. Um, where did where did that idea come from? So this song, I wrote it about I was feeling like pretty messed up and feeling like pretty I don't know I just felt like you know your therapist this is not to discourage anyone from going to therapy but also the therapists are people too and I was like man I wonder what my therapist thinks about these things that I'm telling him like maybe I'm like pretty maybe I'm like pretty messed up and I was like man I wonder if I don't know I started to get this idea of like what if I wrote a song about like sort of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of like funny song but like serious in a way about going to therapy and maybe like in the story that I'm telling like I'm actually so messed up that I send my therapist to therapy yeah and that's kind of like how it how it came about started with a title um that I had written down and I was like oh that's kind of a clever thing to say I wonder what that could be about and so then I kind of just like was like well what's my experience with this and then I thought it'd be cool at the end to have your therapist go to therapy and then have that therapist tell him like actually now I have to go to therapy (laughs) and now it's just sort of this like endless line of people who are going to therapy because of the problems that I have (laughs) and so yeah that's where the song came from but I was just trying to talk about things that were relevant to me in my life and like going to my therapist weekly was one of the things that I tried to you know I, I made a part of my routine and so I was like well I should talk about that in some way so yeah it's a good one I love it you have I many you have many good ones, but it's it's fantastic. Thanks. So go give it a listen right now. We'll have, we'll even like- the, the irony is is now like having to put it out and figuring out how I'm gonna market it and it's it's gonna send me back to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new line it's of just people. Just a never are ending gonna, cycle. Yeah, it will never end. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's you know, such is life, you know. Yeah, that's how that's what life is. But I love it. That's so great. Hopefully it's well received. Go check out the song. Yeah. And uh, thank you for being here with us today. And um, I mean, thank you for just being like the vulnerable artist that you are and sharing your, you know, life story with everyone, because I know it helps um, a lot of people listening. I mean, I even myself took snippets from you today that I'm like, oh, I do that same thing. I was literally like writing notes down here when. You were well, talking. I don't remember any of the things that I said. So. <laughs> well, I do, so I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bud. So uh, thanks, nice guys. meeting you. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for squeezing us into your day. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow our pod and check out full episodes on YouTube. You can follow me at Taylor Lautner, my lovely wife, at Tay Lautner. Check out the squeeze on Instagram at the squeeze and also give a give a little uh, glance and a follow to lemons by tay that's at lemons by tay on instagram and lemonsbytay.com. 
And also be sure to email us, lautner.thesqueezepodcast at gmail.com if you guys have any questions, any guests you'd like to see. But most importantly, please continue to talk about your journey with those around you and send our show to a friend that you think could use a little extra squeeze in their life. Absolutely. Toodles magoodles, everyone. Magoodles. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.